Hey folks, just wanted to let you know that this episode includes several allusions to modern politics, including the MAGA movement. This is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. And that was Matilda. <laughs> I, I didn't actually hear it. I don't know if the microphone caught it. But um, the important thing is that yep, she's here. She's here with us too. Anyway, The Doctor's Watcher. This is the Metallurgy podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, metal. Woo! Metallurgy. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of metal? Mine are the heavy metals. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I have a t-shirt, actually. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it says heavy metals. and Or maybe it just says heavy metal, but then it has like, you know, a picture of like a lump of lead and a picture of like a chunk of, of gold. And I don't remember what else. And they are, are they all rocking out? Mm-hmm. And no, I think they're actually just depicted in a row, but oh. <laughs> uh, they're just they're just lumping. Uh huh. But but are they chumbling? They're definitely chumbling. Ah, uh, well, if you if you put them in a pile, maybe, and each one was slightly smaller than the other one, then they definitely be chumbling. I feel like if there were a rock that could somehow like move around of its own accord, its manner of motion would be to chumble. Mm-hmm. You could almost say it would be chumbly. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, that bit lasted a minute, so should we get <laughs> into the episode? <laughs> I wasted enough time. All right, let's go. This is, of course, episode two of season three, Trap of Steel. Trap of Steel. Not Trap, trap of Cardboard of Steel. at all. Man, did you see Trap of Steel on their last tour? Oh, man, they're so awesome. I rocked trap out so Steel. hard. Yeah, man, I, I, I was listening to their, uh, their, their latest album, um, Draven from Galaxy 4. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's so chumbly, man. It's so chumbly. That really chumbles anyway. my guts. <laughs> chumbles my chumble. <laughs> uh, cool. So it's so a cliff dangler. Um, yeah, we uh, here we are on on this planet with three suns, 
and the um the the the, the doctor and company are um they, they've made sort of a temporary alliance with this group of uh very sort of sci-fi pulp space women called the Draven from Galaxy 4. Um, also on the planet are the Chumleys, which are these little robots who are working for the Rill. And now the the Chumblies are, um, or were trying to get into the TARDIS, which is of course where our heroes are trying to get into, um, to uh, determine um, how how long the, the planet has before it disintegrates. And then the, uh, when the Chumblies can't get in, our heroes get in. This is a very long um, <laughs> thing, or sorry. But it's sort of returning to me as I talk through it, even though I, we just recorded the previous episode. Anyway, the doctor gets into the TARDIS. He looks at his instruments, and he determines that we have, in fact, even less time than what we had heard. We thought we had 14 dawns before the planet disintegrates, when we actually only have two Luckily, the days here all last like three months, so, you know, we're going <laughs> to uh-huh. be good. No, no, that, I made time. that up. That last, that last part is bull. <laughs> but the rest, the rest, I think, is maybe fairly accurate. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> all right, cool. So we pick up with Stephen and the Doctor in the TARDIS. They figure that they'd better go save Vicky from the Dravins, so they can all GTFO before the planet explodes in a couple of days. In the previous episode, they were saying disintegrate, but apparently now the planet's going to (laughs) explode. The writers were like, that's not dramatic enough. We have to make it (laughs) Uh explode. So they want to go save Vicky from the Dravins, but they can't leave the TARDIS because they see a couple of Chumblies outside the TARDIS on the scanner. Okay, so now they're saying save her from the Dravins, but like she stayed of her own free will, and at the time the Dravins still seemed to be like mostly friendly. So, I guess I guess mm-hmm. now they're just assuming that the the Dravins or the Draven won't want to give Vicky back. Um, well, Stephen and the Doctor kind of talked about it a little bit on their trip to the TARDIS, and they kind of think that. Basically, the Dravins wanted to keep one of them there, like as assurance that the other ones will return. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a hostage prisoner situation, but only kind of. But then, when they return, when when our heroes return, maybe the uh, the Dravins will give Vicky back. Uh, maybe not. I mean, probably not. Because <laughs> uh-huh. the Dravins at this point can't leave. Um, because their their ship won't take off. Right, and, they can't uh, leave on their own our, ship. Our heroes have a working have a working spaceship in the TARDIS. Um, yeah, that sort of incentivizes the uh, the the Dravins to hang on to Vicky. Yeah. So these two Chumblies outside the TARDIS leave some sort of a device like right outside the TARDIS door, and then they take the wires that are connected to this device. And they kind of chumble them a short distance away behind one of the not rose bushes. And then a moment later, there's a big explosion and Stephen and the doctor are both knocked prone inside the TARDIS. Oh, dang. Yeah. Earlier, they were saying that like the, the Chumblies didn't seem advanced enough to get into the TARDIS. But uh, I guess they, they might need to reevaluate that. Uh-huh. Oh, I think Guy Fawkes must have been resurrected. <laughs> uh, well, 
Good, good UK reference. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we're actually recording this episode on the 5th of November. Oh, what? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I not. didn't remember, remember. <laughs> uh, they even wrote a poem and I still didn't remember, remember. So it does, in fact, seem that the Chumbleys were attempting to blow their way into the TARDIS. Excellent. But they were unsuccessful. The TARDIS door held. It seems fine. I mean, the, the shockwave still affected our heroes inside, and that's something. I mean, I, I don't want yeah. the Chumbleys to feel bad. Like, that was a good effort. Yeah, totally. They probably, you know, saw the TARDIS rock back and forth or something. Yeah, they can sort of pat, pat themselves on the back if they have uh-huh. backs. <laughs> but now they're leaving, so the Doctor and Stephen both get ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the Draven ship where Maga has given Vicky a plate of leaves to eat. <laughs> uh, and Vicky's not interested. <laughs> Vicky's like, I'm not much of a salad person, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> she wants to go look for her friends. Apparently it's been a few hours since they've been gone. But Maga won't let her. Maga is worried that if Vicky finds Stephen and the doctor, the three of them will just all leave on the TARDIS, but Maga needs their help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, we're, we're, we're picking up on the vibe here. Mm-hmm. The doctor and Stephen were right to worry. The doctor and Stephen are arriving outside the Draven ship where they start commenting to each other on like, how old-fashioned it looks and, you know, kind of how run down it is. And the doctor mentions that the metal that the Draven ship is made from is, like, nothing unusual or special at all. It's just, like, regular old, plain old metal. Is it steel? Could it be a trap? (laughs) Could it be... All right, we've got our our confetti and and fireworks ready to go here, Kyle. (laughs) Uh They head inside, and the Doctor continues ripping on the Draven ship. My ship's not made of tin like this old trash. Oh, good gracious me. Seems if I cough too loudly, the whole thing would fall to pieces. (laughs) It served its purpose. Oh, yes, whatever that might be. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I was just going to say, like, the doctor's architecture standards are high. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And, you know, architecture applies not only to buildings, but also to ships. Of course. The ships are designed and built, too, so. Mm -hmm. The doctor confirms for MAGA that the planet will indeed explode, like the Rills said. And he tells her that it'll happen exactly when the rules said it would happen in 14 dawns hmm interesting all right well he's got something in mind uh-huh vicky is like so we should gtfo then right and maga is like nope you're all staying here to help me capture the real ship to escape on all right well that that's it that's a plan 
Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm honestly a little surprised that it hasn't occurred to MAGA to see how big uh, the doctor's ship is and if all all her her people can fit inside it. But okay. Yeah, like um, she's been concerned about them escaping on their ship, but it hasn't occurred to her for the Draven to escape on, on the TARDIS yet. Well, we're okay with that because that would probably be worse for our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says that the Rills are evil murderers, and you just have to see them to know. Oh, wait a second. I, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> There's something about Maga that makes me think that she might be kind of racist. Uh, I don't I don't know what it is about Maga that makes me think that she's, like, prejudiced and, you know, has, <laughs> has a, a, an unreasonable fear and aggression toward people who are different from her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I guess that, that that just seems to be part of Maga's personality. Yeah, just kind of a something that comes along with with being Maga, I guess. <laughs> exactly. The doctor refuses to help. He says that he never kills anything, and because of course, if they leave the reels behind, they'll die. He mm-hmm. says that he never kills anything, and neither do his friends. He does not mention the various times that Ian killed things or the time that he himself nearly bashed a cave person's head in with a rock. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I will appreciate if the writers are, are given how um, uncharacteristically violent those other scenes were, <laughs> I would understand if the writers have decided to make the Doctor more of a pacifist. Uh-huh. Um, seems like a better message for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Steven keeps trying to talk Maga into like leaving with the Rills. You know, there, the there's rills. no reasoning with the Maga, Steven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to try, but yeah, he's he's trying, but Maga insists that it's impossible. You know, we're on different sides of the aisle. We just can't see things the same way. She says that either the Rills die or the Draven, and by extension our PCs, die. Yeah. That 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 sounds that sounds yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, some some MAGA philosophy. Mm-hmm. The doctor continues to refuse to help, so MAGA pulls a gun on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just saying the same thing all the time, but <laughs> it's a. I will mention that it's not the same sort of like bigger, blocky rifle that the other Dravins had. It's kind of like a smaller and like more rounded barrel, kind of like more of a, a gun-sized weapon than a rifle-sized weapon. Oh, you mean like a pistol? Yeah. Right. It's still like, you know, sci-fi laser pistol. Excellent. So would you would you describe it as a ray gun? Yeah, no. I think I think this is a ray gun. Uh, I I know that a lot of these a lot of times MAGA loves the ray gun. They clearly named the character like just so we could do a podcasts about it 50 years later. 
Oh, God. I just hope that, like, the situation isn't, like, incredibly terrible in a couple months when this comes out. And everyone's like, how could they still be joking about this? I mean, to be fair, the situation is kind of incredibly terrible now, too. So, um, yeah, the times we live in. (laughs) So she pulls this ray gun on the doctor. Steven starts grappling with her and tries to get the gun away from her. But this grapple ends up with Maga holding Steven by his neck about a foot off the ground until, you know, he gives up, basically, and she lets him go. Dang. I mean, like, as much as she's a villain, I feel like I feel like that that might awaken something in uh, <laughs> Steven and or some members of the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> when Maga mentions that you know, the reels have 14 days to repair their ship. She happens to notice a glance get exchanged between Steven and the doctor. And she's like, wait, what's up? Is it not 14 days? She just rolled insight. (laughs) Uh The doctor keeps saying that it is 14 dawns until Maga threatens to kill Vicky and then he's like, okay, fine, it's two dawns. Mm-hmm. Maga decides that Stephen and the Doctor will go capture the real ship, and Vicky will stay behind with the Draven as collateral to make sure Stephen and the Doctor come back. And Stephen is like, no, fuck that. You're going to keep me prisoner this time, and Vicky's going to go with the Doctor. Steven's hoping he gets picked up by the neck again. <laughs> Steven, why are you kind of why are you kind of crouched in the corner there? Why don't you stand up straight and come join us? <laughs> Mog is basically just like, yeah, sure, whatever. As long as the party gets split, that's all I really care about. <laughs> I, I am glad that Vicky doesn't have to stay behind twice because that would kind of suck for her. Yeah. So Vicky and the doctor head out. Once they're outside the ship, the doctor starts thinking about the Chumblies and, you know, their their little laser gun that they have, you know, that mm-hmm. burned the not rosebush. Mm-hmm. That ray gun, why did they use it on the ship? I mean, if the Rills are such enemies of the uh, Ravins, why don't they just wipe them out? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why was that Chumbly even trying to approach the the Draven ship and then yeah. you know, when it got lasered it just sort of like chumbled off uh-huh he talks about how like you know because the Draven ship is made of like such shitty metal like the real weapons at least could just like completely wipe it out if they wanted to but they don't mm-hmm. so it all seems very odd and he and Vicky you know consider it for a moment and then they head off toward where they think the real ship might be. Hey folks, isn't this a good podcast? If you like what you hear, let us know. You can do that on social media or by email or by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Another thing you can do if you like this show is let your friends know. Word of mouth is the best way for us to get new listeners. And now, back to the show. Inside the Draven ship, 
Stephen is under guard by one of the Dravins. Excellent. Before too long, he just kind of like grabs her gun away. Oh, okay. (laughs) That'll do it. Uh Uh-huh. This is something that I actually noticed was a little bit different or differently depicted in the original versus in the animation. In the original version, as depicted via the loose cannon reconstruction, the Draven guard is basically like sitting in a chair and like falling asleep. Hmm. And so Steven kind of like creeps up and takes the gun from her. Mm-hmm. But in the animated version, she's standing. She's like standing next to him basically and i guess she's just not paying attention (laughs) he really does just kind of like interesting pull the gun out of her hands it's interesting that like the animated version makes the scene make less sense like (laughs) you think that they take the opportunity of like getting to reframe and redo the scene to take something that didn't make much sense the first time or maybe something got lost in translation with the um telesnaps or whatever um and and now they could you know add a little more action add a little more Mm -hmm. pizzazz but nope (laughs) (laughs) nope steven just takes the gun he tries to shoot it but it doesn't fire dang steven so much for like not hurting anyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he's trying to shoot it at her, right? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it doesn't fire, and she basically just like takes it back from him. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. Uh huh. He asks for some food, and the guard offers him a couple of pills. <laughs> uh, your choices are leaves and pills. <laughs> uh huh. Look, he he rejects the pills. He doesn't want them, especially when he learns that they're not what Maga eats. Um, the the Draven guard doesn't actually tell him that she eats leaves, but she does confirm that Maga doesn't eat the pills. Hmm. And so Stephen says that he wants some of her leader food. I wonder if it's because these like test tube Draven only get the pills. Yeah, something like that. It seems to be. Hmm. Dang, that's not a great society there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know why MAGA even treats these other Draven as though they weren't people. I mean, they might have been made in a test tube, but they still seem to be living like, you know, organic people. But she specifically even said that they're not people. Yeah. Which just seems like a terrible thing for, for someone to say. I don't, I don't know why MAGA is so obsessed with who can be people or who can be treated uh, fairly as, as, you know, as a person. Steven starts, you know, the guard won't give him any of MAGA's leader food. You know, the leaves, Steve doesn't get any leaves. And he starts talking about how unfair it is that Maga gets special food, but the guards just have to eat these fucking stupid little pills. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about how, you know, Maga has that that special gun that, you know, he saw her pull on the doctor. The guards tell him that, you know, this gun that Maga has could defeat the Chumblies, but there's only one of it. 
Maga gets the special gun and the other Draven get like the shitty rifles, basically. Oh, uh, I, I, it's interesting that the um, that the rifles are like specifically worse than than the the gun that Maga has. Mm-hmm. He starts rolling some persuasion checks, of and course. Starts trying to convince the Draven guard that it would be good to you know to defeat some Chumblees, basically and. She would need the special gun in order to do that. But, you know, if she defeated the machines, that would make Maga happy. So he rolls quite well. And the guard is convinced that it it would be good for her to go steal Maga's gun to go attack the Chumleys with it. But that, that, the, the GM is being very generous right now. Uh-huh. Well, not not too generous, though, because before <laughs> the Draven Guard can act on this plan, Maga enters the room. She's actually been in the room for like a few moments now. But <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, she makes her presence known and she puts a stop to this plan and tells the guard that she'll be punished for even talking to this prisoner, basically. Mm. Maga starts talking to Steven about how he could escape in his own ship, in the TARDIS, of course. And if he took the Draven with him, as soon as they were off the planet, she'd free him. <laughs> uh-huh, okay. Yeah, he basically says that he doesn't believe her. And even if he did... He can't operate the TARDIS anyway. I couldn't if I tried. Only the Doctor can do that. It's his ship. Why don't you try making an offer to him? Or is it that you think he might be just a little bit too clever for you? I'm the gullible one, is that it? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Mog is like, basically, she's <laughs> like, you know, I've heard about Alabama. Oh. Maga sends him to the corner of the ship basically and he lays down on a cot in the corner one of the other draven guards wants to kill him now you know let's just get it done but maga seems to have further plans i will let you kill him when i am good and ready nice so uh, are we are we calling this maven um, <laughs> Stiga, Stevega, Stevega. I think I like Marvin actually. All right, Marvin. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, it's a problematic ship, but <laughs> you know, uh, whatever whatever steals your TARDIS, folks. Uh huh. Out in the desert, Vicky and the Doctor encounter a whole line of Chumblies that are all chumbling along. And they're not quite sure how to get past them undetected. Now, look, in this case, first we must observe, note, collate, and then conclude. After that, perhaps we can act. Well, the whole scientific method, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, maybe not literally, but, you know, very scientific of him. Vicky watches a couple of them chumble past, and then she throws a rock which bounces behind one of the Chumblies, 
which doesn't seem to notice or care. Yeah, we did. We did speculate that they were blind earlier. Mm hmm. The doctor starts freaking out about what Vicky did, basically. But mm -hmm. Vicky explains her theory that the Chumbleys can only detect sound from in front of them, which means that she and the doctor can just follow them to the real ship as long as they stay behind them. Hmm. Very convenient. I'm not sure what, what helped her draw that conclusion, but it's, uh -huh. uh, it might work out for our heroes. <laughs> you may appear to be right, but it's dangerous and it's, it's, it's very risky. That was no risk. <laughs> I noted, observed, collated, concluded, and then I threw the rock. Excellent. Uh, Vicky. <laughs> Good job, uh -huh. Vicky. So the two of them start heading off behind the Chumblies, and it seems to work. The two of them start chumbling along behind. <laughs> they kind of like crouch down so they're about the height of a Chumbly and kind of, yeah, just chumble through the desert. Are they actually doing the crouching, or is that is that no. a bit? Okay. <laughs> That's a bit. <laughs> they make their way to the real ship, which is a large metallic pyramid with a drill rig outside of it. Very cool. There's also some machinery kind of attached to the side of the ship that seems to be some sort of air purifier. Yes, or some kind of machinery for converting air into something else. <laughs> yes, it's most interesting. Cool, I'm into it. They take a moment to cower and hide from a chumbly that chumbles out of the ship, kind of boops around for a minute, and then chumbles back into the ship. And... After it chumbles back in, Vicky and the doctor head through the open door into the ship themselves. Cool. They find themselves in a long corridor made of these large triangular panels that basically alternate dark red and light green and have like pipe piping basically connecting them. Hmm. Well, I must say, it's an astonishing shape and design. <laughs> marvelous work, marvelous. There's the dock architecture. Uh-huh. The dock architecture ship is strong. All of the set designers all kind of blush a little bit. <laughs> Vicky and the doctor can both smell something, and it's getting stronger, this whatever they can smell. They both feel like they should recognize the smell, but they can't quite place it. Hmm. They, you know, freeze in place for a moment as a couple of Chumblies chumble on past them down the corridor, but the Chumblies seem to either not notice or not care about their presence. Very much like when you first board a Borg cube before you start fucking shit up. Very cool. That that's always so effective, you know, in Star Trek. And um I mean, the Chumblies I suspect have a slightly different effect than Borg drones, but it's, it still seems cool. <laughs> uh-huh. So they follow this corridor down to a large room 
with several small chambers along along the wall. Each one of these chambers contains a chumbly in a partial state of assembly or repair. It seems like this room is like the chumbly workshop, basically. Very cool. The doctor starts trying and failing to scratch the metal of the wall. And you can't scratch the metal. <laughs> Isn't that astounding? Yes, it's far superior, far superior. Wonderful stuff for a spaceship. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm very happy for him. Uh-huh. Maybe I should say I'm very happy for them. The, the couple, the, the doctor and the spaceship. Vicky finally recognizes the smell. It is ammonia. Hmm. And they, you know, keep just kind of looking around the Chumbly workshop until Vicky screams in shock and the camera pans over to show us what she saw which is a close-up of a triangular-shaped window in the wall with what looks like a large, blobby green eye looking through the window. Excellent. And with this, the words, Next episode, airlock, appear on screen. Very cool. Very cool. Also, like, you told me not to look up what a reel looks like, so that's definitely a reel. And because we <laughs> haven't actually, like, encountered them yet, they gotta be friendly. Like, they'll, they'll look scary, but they'll be friendly as opposed to, you know, the, the Draven, which are, are babes, but are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the shape of the cereal is kind of making itself known here. Excellent. But, well, I'm into know, I guess Blob, they are. Blobby monsters, always good. Yeah. They are writing for children, so we can't, yeah. can't make it too subtle. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, you know, this is, this is fun stuff. It continues to be kind of pulpy, kind of, kind of wacky. I am glad that, you know, this seems to be a, a good children's show type of vibe in this serial so far. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to find out where this story chumbles next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're two episodes in, and we haven't needed to have a content warning yet this season. That, that's always a relief. <laughs> well, I would like to say thank you to Circuit 23 for the music that he wrote for our podcast. You can find it on his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. You can also find his recent album, Men's Vermis, at circuit23.bandcamp.com slash album slash men's hyphen vermis. Also, quick shout out and thank you to his album artist, Virginia, who sent prints of the the back art of Men's Vermis to Benny and myself and it's awesome and 
I'm planning on getting mine framed. I haven't seen Benny in person yet, so he hasn't received his. I was going to say, Kyle still got mine. <laughs> um, but, but as a reminder, folks, um, this, this album art was done entirely in Microsoft Paint. Um, so if you haven't checked out the album yet, um, please... Uh, at least check out the the album art um, and you know while you're there listen to the album but it's it's very <laughs> cool looking cool looking album art and a very cool sounding album indeed also i don't think i said yet that you can email circuit at circuit.23 at gmail.com indeed yes you can um and uh thank you thank you to kyle for watching doctor who and telling me all about it my pleasure and thank you to you benny for listening to me tell you all about doctor who and thank you listeners for listening to me listening to kyle talk about doctor who um you can always email us at the doctor's watcher at gmail.com or tweet us at dr watcher and you know just just send us send us bits send us thoughts send us questions send uh-huh. us complaints we've probably acknowledged and or replied to and or retweeted probably just about everything that's ever been tweeted at us so if you if you want some engagement with a couple of podcast hosts with dozens of listeners <laughs> twitter's the way to go uh we've got at least two-digit listener number. (laughs) Um, And if you don't want engagement, then you can just like send us a note and and be like, don't engage with this. Don't don't mention it. Don't reply. And we'll be like, Uh okay. But we'll we'll be like, okay, in our own heads, but not back to you because we will respect your requests and not be engaged with. (laughs) Indeed. We we can definitely be unengaging. (laughs) If you've made it this far in our podcast, you probably... probably recognize that um, yeah so if you enjoyed this episode tell your friends um and give us a rating and a review um thanks we always appreciate it indeed wherever you get your podcasts you can probably leave a rating and review and uh if you rate and review us on apple podcasts that's probably the place that we're most likely to see it because that's the, the one that we usually <laughs> check uh-huh All right, right, well, come back in two weeks to hear all about Airlock. Excellent. In two weeks, we'll open the Airlock. (laughs) Till then. Bye. Bye. You know, this is a nice piece of building. It Mm. looks very temporary to me. It's most impressive. Yes. (laughs) Most impressive.